Welcome to another episode of The Educated Fan. My name is Brandon, and I am joined here by your co-host, my best friend, Andrew Moore, also a member of my wedding one day. As When was that? Was that last week, week before? Yeah, that was last week. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I know. I'm a pretty cool guy. Um, how you doing, bud? It's, uh, we're down back to, uh, you know, a once-a-week thing, typically. And even though we talk almost every single day, anyhow, still feels like uh, forever since I heard your voice. So how's it going? Hasn't been too bad. Uh, there's been, there's definitely been a lot of speculation around this Colts team. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of been consuming my my free time. But uh, no, nah, personally, it's it's been good. The, the fiance and I, we checked out our first wedding venue this past weekend. Oh, boy. Start, We're at- starting. Uh, Sarudis in uh, in Fort Wayne, mm. so very nice, very nice place. Also quite expensive, so we're <laughs> we're we're checking out a couple of areas around around the area here in, in Northeast Indiana. Um, kind of getting that up, kind of getting the initial budget, initial guest list already. So, been doing some wedding talk, been doing some working, but following this this uh this Colts team pretty closely in what might be big news here soon how about yourself how's your week been not too bad i'm i'm inching closer to uh a, a job finally a remote job Paige and i have locked in our next location for her travel nursing uh activities and we just signed our lease for our apartment today uh for in richmond virginia in a lovely little area called scott's edition uh apparently one popping fucking place well, there you go. Pretty awesome area, I guess. So I'm looking forward to that. I'll have a kitchen and all that fun jazz. But, um, Andrew, this episode, the Philip Rivers experiment, is an idea that we had, you had, um, at the very beginning of the season. Uh, that goes along with a bunch of different ideas that we had uh, for, like, future episodes and probably the only one we followed through on or are following through on. Um, but should be a good one. Um I mean, I'm, I'm just referring to like the, we were going to compare our rosters at the beginning of the year to the end of the year and our record, you know, our predictions to our actual record, which I was closest to actually, I think we split even, but all that stuff, we skipped it. But the Philip Rivers experience, experiment, very important, um, short, sweet, um, and to the point, Phil Rivers with us for one year. Um, let's dive on, let's dive on into it, Andrew, the good, the bad, the ugly from Phil Rivers. Yeah. So, I mean, when, when all this happened in, in March and the Colts brought Philip Rivers on board, we, I mean, at first we didn't think it was going to happen. We, we heard the reports and, and we weren't sure. I mean, we we're like, yeah, there's that connection with Frank Reich, but, but is this really the direction the Colts want to go overplay it? Yeah. Right. And, and turns out they, they were all in on Philip Rivers. I've and, got a Jersey think, to prove it. Yeah, you too. And and I think I think as we as we got closer to the season and and once the season started, I mean we still didn't really know what Philip Rivers was going to bring to the table. Yes, we heard about his his accuracy and and how great of a leader and a teammate he was, but I mean in 2019, he had a bad year. Well, just it was simple as that. He had 20 interceptions that year. The Chargers ended up with the 5th pick in the draft and and it wasn't looking like Philip Rivers had much left in the tank. And and I think once it started out this year, once I mean that the, the loss in Jacksonville obviously wasn't a good start. But but I think after a couple games and I maybe it was it was really the the 
the Bengals game, I would say, at least for me, I think that's when it turned around and I, and it made me feel like, okay, like Phillip rivers is the Colts quarterback. And, and it, it just, just being able to see how he had progressed since then, really since make the Cleveland game week five, when he had that really bad performance, Ever since then, it, it was like a, a switch flipped on or or something because Philip Rivers, it seemed like to me at least, was just a completely different quarterback. And and obviously, the rest is history. The Colts won a lot of games, uh, lost a couple that they wish they had back, and, and obviously we, we went 11-5 and five and made the playoffs. So um, I think that's a good summary of it at least. But what I think I want to ask you, what, did you really expect Philip Rivers to play like he did this year? What were your expectations going into the season? Um, I was, I remember being pretty mediocre feeling about my, how I, how I thought Phil was going to play um, with the Colts. I know before the deal actually happened, when it was just rumors, I was still in denial because I mean, to be fair, we grew up. Um, not liking Phil Rivers because I mean mm. Phil Rivers and the Chargers kicked our ass a good few times. Uh, honestly, yeah. if the if the Chargers had beaten the Patriots, um, whatever was it two thousand four, whatever year it was, um, two thousand six, I think was the season, and seven was the Super Bowl. But either way, you know the year we're talking about the year the Colts won the Super Bowl. If the Chargers beat the Patriots, which they should have, and we played them in the uh, AFC Championship game. I'm not sure we win that football game. I mean, Phil, that was Philip Rivers here, probably aside from maybe this one. But um, compared to last year, though, running into this year, I knew I like I watched some Chargers games uh, last year. That poor man was getting beat up uh, behind a really poor Chargers um, offensive line. And you know, once we signed him, I immediately, you know put my head down and said, okay, uh, I'm going to find a way to like Phillip Rivers because this is reality. And, you know, I really thought that behind our offensive line, Phil would um, have definitely a better year than he did in 2019. Um, but I didn't expect him to have as good of a season as he did. And I don't know. I don't know what people that think he had a bad year expected. Uh, it sounds like, you know, Marvel movie heads going into a DC film thinking it's going to be as good as the Avengers. Uh, you know, and then they're disappointed by Suicide Squad. Yeah, no shit. Um, you know, it's, it's what do you, what do you expect? You can't go into into something that you're unsure of with such high expectations. First off, um, second off, I mean, he exceeded my expectations. To be honest, I thought I'd be cussing at the TV a lot more often. Uh, his mm -hmm. interception numbers, which I mean, honestly, eleven interceptions that was tied for ninth most in the NFL. Um. But, I mean, you look at the names around him, it's it's really not terrible company. Um, I, I, was, I was still shocked by that number. Like you said, 20 in 2019, 11 this year. Um, the touchdown numbers, not too bad. You know, right in the middle of the pack, touchdown number-wise. But um, overall, a great year. And the, the leadership, I think, is what was so important. Um, from Phil Rivers coming to the Colts this year. And then, I mean, his, his, just his brain. You know, he didn't have to mm -hmm. be, he didn't have to be a Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, surprising us with his athleticism and superstar quality. We just needed him to manage the football game. And I know we talked about this in the beginning of the year. We said, we don't need Phil Rivers to be great. We need him to manage the games and right. be smart with the football. And he was. Well, and you think about it, you talked about the interceptions. I mean, he had, it's, I think he had at least five uh, at the half. We're not even at the halfway point of the season. I think after the Cleveland game, he had about five interceptions. So that means he only had six the rest of the way. And he it still kept his interceptions in was, half. He was from, steady from throughout 2019. the year, I yeah. think is what so, you're trying to say. Right. And, and I think a lot of that too was just getting used to his new team. I mean, you got to remember, no, no off-season workouts. Uh, really a, a very condensed training camp and, and no OTAs guys couldn't really work together throughout the, the off season. So it's just these new teammates. It's going to take some time. I mean, even, even Tom Brady with, with the, the star studded cast that he has around him with, with Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Gronk and, and everybody else. It took Brady some time to really get into the swing of things and, and, and gel with his new team. 
now obviously Brady and the and the Bucks are playing in the Super Bowl. Oh, and we got out in the in the wild card, but it, it really apples to oranges. And yeah, uh, talking about that, anyways. For me and my expectations, Philip Rivers did outperform my expectations. I thought he was going to come in here, uh, and I, I didn't expect the Colts to be eleven to five. I thought their absolute ceiling was was ten and six, and 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 I go back to what I said earlier when that Cincinnati Bengals game when I fully felt Philip Rivers was was our quarterback. It kind of started sticking with me, and you you started getting this feeling, at least I did, that that Philip Rivers at least gave us a shot to win every single game. And, yes, and I can't say that about Kobe Brissett. I'd go into games and I'd be thinking, I really don't think we have the quarterback to win this game. And even in our toughest games against against Green Bay, against Tennessee, uh, against the Steelers, when I picked them to to lose to the Steelers, I still feel like we had a shot to win that. We should have won that and game. I, and yeah, we should have. And I think Phil and I, it wasn't Philip Rivers that the it was the reason I didn't think the Colts were going to beat the Steelers. So our quarterback play, it did take up, a, it did go up a step in 2020 compared to 2019. And I, and I mean, that's exactly what Chris Ballard and Frank Reich wanted when they signed Philip Rivers. They weren't expecting to have a Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, MVP like season. They they saw a guy that that could come in was incredibly accurate, one of the smartest players in in NFL history, and and could really make an impact on this team. And and I think that's exactly what he did. I don't know. Might be pushing a little bit with one of the smartest in NFL history, but I agree, you, definitely one of the smartest did, of this this era. Did, did you see the story? that JJ Watt put out on Twitter when Phil retired, he said yes. when, when rivers was playing the chargers, he called out a linebacker on the Texans who was lining up wrong because of the blitz they were getting ready to run. And JJ Watt said he was absolutely correct there. You, you talk, <laughs> you hear it all the time that Philip rivers is one of the most cerebral quarterbacks to ever play the game of football. And it's not just from Frank Reich and, and people that have played with him. It's from his opponents too. Yeah. So I, that's why I say, I think he's one of the most, like he's up there and one of the smartest sure. people to play. Two of the things that you brought to mind for me, Andrew was, um, you mentioned, I think his, his attitude, um, and it was super on par with what, the leaders of our organization are about, especially Frank Reich is, you know, being even keel, never panicking. Um, you know, there's a guy like that right now going to the Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes. Like that's a leadership quality that um, mm-hmm. can't be underappreciated. Um, and then in regards to you talking about, I, there was never a game that, you know, we were really out of. We could have won each game we played minus, you know, the second time we played Tennessee, probably I would say that game was about as unwinnable as a game we could have had. And we were so hurt and COVID infested that week. Um, and again, not Bill Rivers fault. We got the ball rain all over us. I mean, every realistically, we could have won every single game minus one game. Um, that game was kind of out of hand. And Philip Rivers was a huge part in that. He, because it wasn't that he kept us in, in every game himself, but he didn't take us out of any game. I would agree. And you can, the thing is about Philip rivers too. You, you say he didn't take us out of the game. It's just the, so much more of the offense was opened up with Philip rivers being here. You remember at the end of 2019, it just seemed like we couldn't do anything through the air with Jacoby Brissett and, and with Philip rivers on board. I mean, you see a lot of people saying he didn't have the, the arm strength, I mean, do you not remember the game against Pittsburgh when he put it on a rope and throws a 55-yard dart to Zach Pascal? I straight I mean, that's up, a- I straight up saw somebody say, "Yeah, but that's his. He he's only got one of those per game. Who who has a bunch of those per game? Who's <laughs> doing that? NFL quarterbacks don't throw 50-yard passes multiple drives a game. Normally, that yeah. only happens once, maybe twice a game. Yeah. So. Unless you have a Stefan Diggs or a Tyreek Hill. I mean, those guys don't grow on trees. Yeah, and so I think the arm, the arm strength stuff is a little bit overblown. Well, Was he at his peak? Uh, no, but it really is any 39-year-old quarterback at their peak. Tom Brady's not at his peak. So Tom Brady, I, I honest to God, I saw somebody say, I think Tom Brady might be playing in his prime right now, and that actually kind of made me 
explode like my head explode because honest to god his numbers and whatnot they're they're not completely far off but i mean the man eats avocado ice cream i'm not a loser i'm not eating any avocado ice cream um I but mean, Andrew, he's also one of the luckiest players in nfl history to throw three interceptions in a, in a champ, conference championship game yeah. and still to be going to a super bowl is is pretty damn lucky yeah in my we opinion. can talk about that game a little here later but, uh, um but while you're on, I mean, while you're on the subject, you know, I I had some stats lined up here, and you're talking about being able to throw the ball downfield, um, mm-hmm. and you know, I've I've been I had to leave this group, Andrew, this Facebook group because I just couldn't take it anymore. These people make these uh, general statements about Phil Rivers based on you know maybe how they felt during a game or oh they should have done this they should have done that and then they just stamp that broad statement on Philip Rivers season like he did you know he barely had any balls down down the field past 20 yards blah 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 a ridiculous shit like that it's only yards after catch first of all sue the guy for having guys that can run the ball after the catch Patrick Mahomes MVP possibly second place for MVP that team has the number one most field yards after catch in the league so that's mm-hmm. not a bad stat to have we already talked about the Aaron Rodgers part um now let's talk about Throwing the ball down the field specifically. Phillip Rivers, 56 completions, 20 or more yards, eighth in the NFL. Eighth. He can't throw the ball down the field. Eighth. Well, and that's a, that's a thing that the Colts really wanted to focus on is their explosive passing game. And explosive passes are those type of passes, passes that are more than 20 yards. And the Colts were at the bottom of the league of that in 2019. Philip Rivers comes in and the Colts are back within the top 10 like they were in 2018 when Andrew Luck was the quarterback. And and you could just see how much it opened up the offense instead of everybody crowding the box, everybody pressing up, knowing everything's going to be short. There With Philip Rivers, there was that chance to throw the deep ball and the Colts really excelled at it, even though if it's not a a 50 or 40 yard deep ball, 20 yard chunk plays. I mean, think about it. You have three of those and you're in the red zone. So the Colts did a very, and Phillip rivers, especially did a very good job at being able to execute that 40 plus yards, Phillip rivers. Now you might think, Oh, I'm sure Phil's, you know, a lot farther down the list on that one. 40 and 20 are two different things. Eight completions down the field, 40 or more yards tied for ninth in the NFL. I just, People make these statements. They have zero idea whether or not what they're saying is true, and they just state it as a fact on the internet. I literally had to leave that group. I couldn't believe it anymore. Passing yards, 4,169, 10th in the NFL. Well, hey, that's where we're here. We're here to educate the fan base, Ugh. give them give them more sustenance, and uh, I just, literally just show them how good, how good these teams are and really kind of go to the point of what I we're gave, trying to make. That's, that's what's so funny, Andrew. I gave someone statistics. And they literally just ran away and said, well, what about this? And just brought up some other stat. And another one I just gave them. And I gave, that was, I gave them another number and they were like, uh, but, 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 but. yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. Like you're, you're wrong. They just made, I don't understand the obsession in these damn forums to just shit on their team constantly. Also, another complaint I have about, and this, this right here specifically relates to Philip Rivers, um, and the Philip Rivers experiment, the idea that it's Super Bowl victory or bust every single year doesn't sit well with me. I don't believe that out of 32 teams, only one team gets to win the Super Bowl. So just because your team, one of 31 teams, by the way, doesn't win the Super Bowl. The season's not a failure. Now, you can have a failure of a season, but the fact that you lost in the playoffs is not a failure. I told you, Andrew, it was a failure if the Colts did not make the playoffs, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. We made the playoffs. We damn near beat the Buffalo Bills, um, you know, who was were an obvious second best in the AFC. And I think we outplayed them. And I think Phillip Rivers had a phenomenal game. I don't. I wouldn't brand this season a failure by any means. I think there's so much good to draw from this. And sure, we didn't get Phil that ring that the every single person wearing a shoe this year wanted to get him. We didn't get it. But I, I think it was a good year, and I think he's going to look back at this this year. And I, oh, I know he is that you know he he really loved this team, um, and enjoyed that year with Indy. 
Right. And, and you bring up a good point. I think for fans, since we're not directly, I mean, yeah, we're invested in it, but we're not, we're not the actual players. I mean, after the game, the players were all saying that they, they felt like they could win the Super Bowl and, and they feel like it was a failure. But at the same time, I believe that too. I believe we could have. Yeah, as a, as a, at the same time as a as a as a fan, you want your players to believe that whether they're the New York Jets or the Kansas City Chiefs, you really want your players on your team to believe that, have that mindset. Because if they don't have that mindset, that do you do you really want them on your team? I guess is what I'm saying. Because I want my guys to be dogs. I want them to be fighting. Want them to think they can win the Super Bowl and given everything they've got. And and we, we want guys we want on that Darius team. Leonard's thinking they could win MVPs. Right. Exactly. That's that's the mentality that you want your team to have. But and so you want the players to say that. But as fans, we since we're not directly in it, we can take a step back and, and kind of have more realistic expectations. Now for me at the beginning of the year, I really didn't think that the Colts were, were Super Bowl contenders. I felt like we were a playoff team for sure. And, and I think I said we had the potential to be the third best team in, in the AFC. And I think at points we were, mm-hmm. but obviously we just couldn't really put it all together and, and we beat ourselves in the end of it. But, but once, when you get in the playoffs, I mean, anything is possible. The, the bills were the hottest team in the NFL. And for a, if a couple of miscues go the Colts way, I think the Colts are playing Baltimore or do they? Yeah. I think the Colts are playing in Kansas city in the divisional mm-hmm. round and instead of having Buffalo advance. So it, it, it's closer than you think. And I think that's why this Colts team was so pissed about it because they know how close they are and, and they know that they really beat themselves. This team is, ve- is only a couple pieces away from being, one of the top teams in the AFC and, and competing with the Kansas cities and the Buffaloes and, and really being in that discussion as the AFC representative in the Super Bowl, And that's why I think this off season is so key. And I mean, we'll get into it weeks down the line. It's only still January, but, but I think that's, that's what you want in a team is you want to have that mentality as fans. We can kind of take a step back, but, but as fans as well, since mm-hmm. we are taking a step back, saying that every year is Super Bowl or bust is just impractical. And you got to realize the team that's around you right. and the talent that's, that's on this team um, and, and really, really kind of have a, a more practical view. And if you're looking at this practically, the Colts had a good season. Did they I, fall short of where they could? I think so. But, but all in all, I still think they had a pretty good season. And it's something more importantly that this Colts team will be able to build upon and use as motivation over these next few years once this they get these pieces together to go make a run and andrew i think our our best day was good enough to beat you know tampa and the chiefs are left i i think our best game of the season if we played our best it was good enough to beat them you know not every team's going to bring their a game every week i think our best game's good enough to beat kansas city on you know an above average day for them or an average day for them or the bucks i mean it was possible and philip rivers is a big reason for that um you know you talk about beating a hot team in the buffalo bills almost we did beat a hot team in the in the green bay packers um you know mm-hmm. kind of gave them a little roadblock um but I'm, one last thing here, Andrew, and then we can kind of move into maybe a grade for the season. We're not sitting here saying Phil Rivers was perfect. Would you? No. Would you say that a better quarterback, maybe a quarterback with more legs, maybe a younger quarterback, you know, that can get outside of the pocket, do those rollouts, do any RPOs, anything like that, might have given us a better chance to win the Super Bowl? If we had an Aaron Rodgers, if we had a, a Russell Wilson, a Dak Prescott, a guy like that, I mean, I would I would say we probably are in a Super Bowl right now. I I would probably agree, uh, and I I don't think it's really mobility that held held the Colts back too much. I I do think that, but when you do have a quarterback that can create with his legs, it just opens up things so much more. If if we did have an, an Aaron Rodgers, a Russell Wilson, someone like that, of course, I think the Colts would probably be would have been playing in the AFC Championship this past weekend, even in just oh. keeping a play alive. You know, something that's broken down. Right. That being said, though, I don't think Philip Rivers was the reason we didn't 
advance that far. It, I know, I know it might seem like I'm kind of contradicting myself with if we had this guy, but, but, but Philip Rivers, but I think, I think you get what I mean that, that Philip Rivers wasn't the main reason that, that sure. or wasn't holding this team back. Philip Rivers was able to elevate this team to the best of his abilities. And, and again, you kind of have to be, be honest with yourself. Philip Rivers isn't an MVP type caliber player anymore. He just not, and he wasn't going to elevate us the, the with Philip rivers, he was going to elevate us to a playoff team, but in order to reach the super bowl, the margin of error was slim to none. And I think that's when the Colts would make mistakes. It was so exemplified, I think because the, the margin for error was so slim. Now, do I think anybody else on the free agent market? If all the, all the options that the Colts had, would anybody have performed better than Philip Rivers? I mean, besides I, Nick Foles. Besides, <laughs> I mean, there was Nick Foles. Yeah, BD Nick Foles. But honestly, I don't. I don't think so. I really don't know if Tom Brady. Even, maybe Tom. I mean, I, I hate. I hate to. I hate to say it, but maybe Tom. I mean, it maybe, but but you got to think. Brady has made it to this to the point that he is in the season with. One of Chris the best Godwin. offenses in the league. The, I mean, they're getting ready to play the other best offense in the league. The names on this team is Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, uh, Leonard, uh, Ronald Jones, sh- sh- Ronald Jones. Like you, you can tight, go on that other and tight on end. And, on. and and the thing is, I mean, we talk about Brady's in the Super Bowl, but Brady's not the reason these teams are like. You know, Honestly, Brady's not the reason they're in the Super Bowl. He no. threw three interceptions in the NFC Championship game, and their, that their defense. defense played lights out. Dude, that their defense. What is that guy's name? Devin White. Yeah, is his first name. What an animal! The the Buccaneers' defense against uh, the New Orleans Saints forced four turnovers, and then in their first round, they played Washington, a team that didn't even have a five hundred record, and was on their like fourth string quarterback of the year. Right. The Buccaneers have been very lucky this year, and it's not Tom Brady the reason they're in. It's their defense. Brady has made some plays. I will give him credit for that. But without the dominant defense that the Buccaneers are playing right now, they're not even sniffing the Super Bowl yeah. if, if they're just relying on Brady. So I went, that's, Go ahead. So that's why I'm thinking that that – while while Philip Rivers probably wasn't going to lead us, he was the best option we had, and, and the Colts made the best of the situation. And I think Philip Rivers played probably as good as he could have with the Indianapolis Colts this year. What you said about Brady, like the Bucks in general, I went back and forth. I think three times this season, like, oh God, they're going to the Super Bowl. No way in hell are they going to the Super Bowl. Shit, they might go to the Super Bowl. I mean, it was back and forth with them all season long. But um, I think your point, Andrew, with where you felt like you're contradicting yourself, I don't really think you were. Um, you're saying, could another quarterback, you know, MVP level quarterback, taken us to the next level and gotten us to a Super Bowl? Yes. But you're also saying Phil Rivers didn't cause us to lose games, but a little extra right, juice exactly. in that position might have made a difference. You know, that could have set us over the edge. The Andrew Luck factor. I mean, I, the Kansas mm-hmm. was at a playoff game against Kansas City a few years back. I mean, no other quarterback is winning that football game the way he did. You know what I mean? Right. They just, a, a guy that can will you to a win, you can't, you can't account for that. Um, I don't know how to finish that sentence. So, We'll just leave it there. You can't account for it. Um, Andrew, let's put a grade on it. Phillip Rivers, what would, what would you grade his season? I'm going to give Phillip Rivers a B plus. Uh, I think, like I said, I think he was, he was quite a step up for this offense this year. He wasn't destroying everybody in the stats category, and nobody was, was considering Phillip Rivers for an MVP or a Pro Bowl mm-hmm. or anything like that. But, but he did what the Colts needed for him to do. He was a very cerebral quarterback. He was incredibly accurate, and he gave the Colts that 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 explosive passing game that they were looking for. And now, is there areas he can improve? Sure. I mean, there was some decision-making, uh, like the games against Jacksonville and, and Cleveland and against Baltimore in the second half were pretty bad. But but at the same time, Philip Rivers really did a lot of good things for this team. So I would say a solid B plus considering I, of my expectations and how I thought the season was going to go. And I think Philip Rivers can really be proud of his final season in the NFL and, and really leaving everything out there on that field. Uh, I was going to go somewhere B, B plus. So I, I, I guess I'll go with you and say B plus because B is a rookie score, right? 
Um, so I get them an even number. <laughs> One bite, everybody knows. Um, yeah, I'll give him a B, a B plus. Um, I, again, he exceeded my expectations. I was hoping for a B minus to a B performance, and he gave me a B to a B plus performance. Um, he took care of the football this year. He, he helped, he helped our young players get better. Um, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like we got a bright future and, and, but in regards to Phil, I think, yeah, I think a B plus is fair. I think a plus is Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? So I think that's a right. fair rating. Um, Andrew, I don't know how we keep this to a manageable time here, <laughs> but I think, I think we can narrow this down to for now. And I'm sure we'll talk about this more in the future, but for now, I feel like we can narrow it down to the one thing that everybody's been talking about for the last week. Where do the Colts go from here? At QB specifically. Yeah. And, uh, there's a big, big what, what if that's a few hundred miles north of us, and it's it's what the Lions are going to do with Matthew Stafford. So, if you if you haven't heard the news by now, uh, the Lions and quarterback Matthew Stafford have mutually agreed to part ways this off season, and the Lions are are looking to trade him. Um, and and it's so far it's been reported in teams, Lions inquiring about. Um, so Matthew. Hold on, Andrew. We're losing uh, you there. Um, so what Andrew's trying to say is there's maybe how many teams, Andrew? I think I got you back. Yeah, uh, they said 10 teams I've heard. Which are, we think is excessive. So, 10 teams so far have have talked to the Lions about potentially trading for, for Matthew Stafford. Uh, and as I was saying, Matthew Stafford was picked number one overall in the 2009 draft. He has been with Detroit for I think it's twelve years now, so he's he's been he's been there a long time, but he is still relatively young being in the NFL for so long. You want to hear a funny? You so want to hear still, a funny story about Matthew Stafford? Go ahead. Uh, the year the Colts drafted Andrew Luck, I accidentally tweeted uh, welcoming Matthew Stafford to the Indianapolis Colts. I don't know how bad my brain broke. Uh, in that given moment, I did delete it, um, but I accidentally said, congratulations, Matthew Stafford. Happy for you to be a Colt. Uh, hilarious that I did that. Um, do you guys want to hear another funny story? Is Andrew, what day was the Matthew Stafford news broke? It was Thursday? Saturday. Saturday? Saturday. Last Saturday. Here's Andrew's attitude. Last Saturday. Here's Andrew's attitude towards Matthew Stafford on Friday. No, no, Matt, no, I don't want Matthew Stafford. You can meet, and plus, the Lions got to want to trade him, and no, Matthew Stafford, no way. Here's Andrew's attitude on Saturday. I could fuck around with Matthew Stafford. <laughs> I mean, the, way, the, the, the amount of time it took Andrew to change his tune on Matthew Stafford made me die a little inside. Listen. It's kind of like what I did with Philip Rivers this past offseason. Listen, listen. That my main sticking point was I honestly didn't think that the Lions were wanting to trade Matthew Stafford. Sure. I, I thought they were going to hold on to him, and I thought because I mean, when you have a franchise quarterback like that, why would you give him away? You you can you can build up that defense and build up the stuff around him because Matthew Stafford's not been the problem. So so anyways, we're and obviously we're talking about this because the Colts are, are reported to be interested in Matthew Stafford. And a lot of people around the NFL are linking Matthew Stafford to the Colts. Um, so I'm going to give you, let me give you some pros and cons here. Just, just so you can contemplate everything. I know you're all on the Matthew Stafford train, but I want to give the people some pros and cons. So a pro about Matthew Stafford, as I was getting ready to say, he is going to be 33 years old on Super Bowl Sunday. Philip Rivers was 39 years old, wheeling and dealing for the Colts this year. So while Philip Rivers is a veteran quarterback, he still has plenty of years left where, where if he does sign with the Colts Matthew till the end of, yeah, Matthew Stafford, you get it. If he, if Stafford does sign with the Colts to the end of the year or end of his career, he still has some good years left. I mean, he's only a year and a half or a year older than Andrew Luck. Younger than Matt uh, Ryan. 
three years younger than Matt Ryan. So that's, that's one plus number. Number two is, is Matthew Stafford. He, he, he's the full package. He is a great franchise quarterback. He's got a very strong arm. He's, he's very accurate. He's, he's tough. Now in the show earlier, tough as hell. In, in previous episodes, I did say that he was injury prone. So, and, and ever since this news has come up, I did do some more research on Matthew Stafford and I did not realize this. I thought the numbers were, were he had missed more games, but over the last 10 years, Matthew Stafford has started 16 games in a season in nine of them. It was just go. in 2000. It was just in 2019 where he had multiple bad injuries that missed games. And yeah, I didn't realize like a that. broken back. He, yeah. He, that's, that's stuff that, that I didn't oh, know. So that's, oh, that's encouraging to oh, see. And Andrew, by the way, a broken back that he tried to play the very next week and multiple weeks after that, and the doctors wouldn't let him, he was ready to go. He was legitimately going to play, and they are like, dude, if you play and something happens, you could die or be paralyzed. So, I mean, the dude wants to play, and since we're on the subject, um, since we're in the injury department here still, Andrew, and I'll cut in the middle here a little bit, think about the difference in years Phil Rivers, Rivers had in 2019 with that shitty offensive line behind then last this year with the Colts offensive line, you know, 20 interceptions compared to 11. I guarantee you he was sacked. I don't know the exact numbers. Guarantee you he was sacked a hell of a lot less. I mean, think about what Matt Stafford could do behind this offensive line, which although not, you know, the dominant force it was the year before, but still in pass protection, very high in the NFL. Right. And I mean, obviously we're going to have to find a replacement for Anthony Costanzo, but this, this offensive line is still one of the best in the league. Um, and then and an, another pro to this is, is just the kind of competitor that he is. And, and from stories that I've been reading so many people really, it, it gives off the same, almost the same vibe as, as the Philip Rivers. I mean, do you remember last year in the spring when, when everyone was kind of, saying that the Colts might go after Phillip Rivers. And all we heard about was just from teammate after teammate after teammate saying that he was absolutely incredible. You'll love this guy. You'll love playing with him. You'll love cheering for him. That's almost kind of the same vibe you get from, from Matthew Stafford. I've been, I've been watching and kind of doing some research and it seems like so many teammates of Matthew Stafford just, just vouch for the guy second to none say they go to war for him. Um, Nate Burleson, uh, uh, Golden Tate. I've seen multiple wide receivers for 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 Matthew Stafford say that. So it, Matthew Stafford, the player, uh, the person, just an absolutely incredible. Uh, now, which checks a now, big box for the Colts, right? Exactly. Now some cons. I, I kind of do want to go back to while he hasn't missed a game those injuries still start to pile up, and and the the older you get, those injuries they're going to take a little bit more toll on your body. So again, with this offensive line, him not being able to get hit as much, do you think Matthew Stafford would be able to sustain and not be as injured as much? Maybe, but but that is something to, to consider. Um, and then another, another thing to think about. And while yes, Detroit hellacious franchise, terrible management, terrible coaches, been a dumpster fire for years. Matthew Stafford in his 12 years there has only made it to the playoffs three times and he's over three. So he doesn't have a playoff win in his entire career. And uh, so obviously I've watched too many wins and losses are a team stat, Andrew. Would you let me make my point? I said, obviously I haven't watched very many lions games over the years, but but I, I kind of, if, if any Lions fans listen, I kind of want to hear your opinion. Is that because of, of Matthew Stafford's play or is it because the, the team around him has kind of pulled him down? That's, that's something that, that, that you kind of want to think about because yes, wins and losses are a team sport, but you also want, if you're have a franchise quarterback, you want to have your franchise quarterback be able to elevate the play of all of those around you. I mean, we think, we think of Peyton Manning, how many times Peyton Manning elevated everybody around him. Andrew Luck did the same thing to some extent. Philip Rivers did this year too. He, he definitely elevated the play of, of the Colts offense this year and everybody around him. So I, I want to see, I'm not, I want him. I just don't know if, if Matthew Stafford is the kind of quarterback that 
that does that um, because obviously we know he hasn't had very good defenses at all. He hasn't had a running game at all in, in Detroit. I think it's only been like 11 or 13 times that a running back has gone for over 100 yards in a game. Name, name the best career. running back to ever play with Matthew Stafford. Probably Reggie Bush. Adrian Peterson in, in, in the Adrian very end Peterson, of his career. Right. So he hasn't really had good running backs, and he'll obviously get that here with Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. So uh, th- those are A some team. things to think about. So I'm not, I'm not, I mean, obviously at this point, I think for, and I want to make this clear, for the right pl- price, because I don't want the Colts trading three first-round picks for, for Matthew Stafford. If we're going to trade three first-round picks, we're, we should be trading up to number three with the dolphins to do that before the right price. I would say, in my opinion, if the Colts gave up their first round pick this year, a second round pick next year and and Quentin Nelson. Yeah. And Quentin Nelson. There you go. And, and maybe like a sixth round pick either this year or in 2022, something like that, throw in a late round pick. I think that that probably could get it done. And I'd be fine with that. I'd be all in on that. And I, I, do you think Matthew Stafford makes the Colts a perennial contender in the AFC? I really do. And, and Andrew, on the on the running game part, you mentioned I mean, like he's never had a running game. Uh, he's also always been asked to like, hey, you got to make it happen. You got to make it happen. He's coming to possibly. He could be coming to a team that got it done. Like that that wasn't asking the quarterback to do it. On his own, you know what I mean, and so that just gives him an opportunity to excel. Um, last thing on uh, Matt Stafford, and then I do actually have one other quarterback question for you, not regarding uh, Matt Stafford. Um, I will be buying his jersey if he becomes a Colt. Authentic, stitched in numbers. My favorite number is nine. Um, I'm just gonna rack up a, a bunch of Colts quarterback uh, jerseys, apparently. Um, but yeah, you can see me down in that one. You're going to drop three bills on a Matthew Stafford. I sure as hell am. (laughs) You're damn, damn right. Um, More power to you, brother. And then, so Andrew, today you tweeted um, about our offensive coordinator, Marcus Brady, and another hire. I I don't remember what position or what the name was, but you were mentioning the CFL connections. Yeah, so. so I have a question about this. I don't want you going crazy. I have a question about this. All right, tell me. Send it. So I just figured maybe you'd give me the name of the second guy. Uh, his name is Scott Milanovich. Okay, thank you. And you mentioned the uh, how far ahead the CFL is in the RPO game and whatnot. Do you think that the hire of the – one more time his name? Scott Milanovich. Scott he will Milanovich. be the Colts quarterback coach. Sure. Do you think that that could be any indication of – maybe if we don't get Stafford or maybe we don't even really go after him that hard that we're actually targeting a more mobile quarterback? I don't think so. And here's why. While while he is from the CFL and they do more RPO stuff and, and Marcus Brady also, he who's going to be the new offensive coordinator under Frank Reich, he also played in the CFL and coached in there a little bit. The only reason I don't say that in particular is because when Frank Reich was first hired on as the head coach of the Colts. Scott Milanovich was the quarterback coach for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and Reich wanted to bring him on the staff. The Jaguars denied that request, but and Reich have a connection back from, from their college days because Milanovich played quarterback at Maryland, just like Reich did. So uh, that's where that connection is from. And I, so I don't think it's necessarily targeting a mm-hmm. mo- more mobile quarterback. I okay. think the Colts would like that like to have that option, but I don't think that means it's a relationship higher. Right. Exactly. All right. Move it along. Don't want to, we're, we're just, you know, so deep in the, the episode already. I can't believe that we have forever to go. Um, (laughs) so let's move it along to some other Colts news, unless you have anything else on the quarterback position specifically, Andrew, not really. Uh, just one plenty of times to talk about it. It's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens over these next few months because it could be Stafford, could be one of the free agents out there. Colts might go in all in on the draft. We'll just have to see. It's it's gonna be an interesting few months. 
Colts do officially announce the promotion of quarterback coach Marcus Brady to offensive coordinator. Um, I believe he had some media time this week too, didn't he? I haven't been able to watch it, but yeah, he did, and and he really just kind of talked about the opportunity, and he he's going to be more obviously more involved in the game plan. Mm-hmm. Um, they were asking him a little bit about Jacob Eason, who also is is still on the roster, just a little bit about his development and everything, but. Uh, Marcus Brady was is a rising star in the coaching ranks in the NFL and and the Colts moved very very quickly to promote him to offensive coordinator once Nick Sirianni took the head coaching job at the Eagles so they're very comfortable with Brady and I think he'll do a good job. Nick Sirianni is just repeatedly stabbing us in the damn stomach. Uh, Colts defensive back coach uh, Jonathan Gannon will join Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia as the Eagles defensive coordinator. Kevin Patullo, Colts pass game specialist was is going to join uh, Sirianni as the offensive pass game coordinator, and Jason Michael, Colts tight end coach, will join in as the tight end coach with the Philadelphia Eagles. A lateral move there for him. I can't find. Uh, it doesn't look like Sirianni's done like been officially and in, like introduced as the head coach yet. You know that initial press conference. I'm trying to watch that, and it's just not there yet. Yeah, I don't know if he's had an initial press conference, but the Eagles have announced that he is their their next head coach. So, right. um, but yeah, I, I think we kind of knew this would happen. Sirianni was going to take some coaches with him to to Philadelphia. So um, it's going to be interesting to see who the Colts pick to replace those guys that are going with Sirianni to to the Eagles. Colts assistant offensive line coach Clayton Adams will not be will not be joining Arizona State as the offensive line coach and will said remain with the Colts. Andrew, I thought I saw you tweet back and forth five times whether or not he was going, coming, going, coming, going, coming. He starts to come and then he pulls out. <laughs> Good old Troy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was weird because, I mean, last week we reported it that, that he was going to be go to Arizona State you even talked about how he was going to have some good views at Arizona State uh but now he's he he backed out of it and he will be staying with the Colts which the Colts really value him so I guess that's a that's a big thing that the Colts get to keep him on the staff and as mentioned before the Colts have hired Scott Milanovic as Milanovic Milanovic sorry that's a mouthful of Russian it's a Russian last name right um as our new quarterback coach Next week might just be all Super Bowl talk, but I have a feeling somehow, some way, the Colts are going to do something that's going to just make us talk and talk and talk. We we got to talk about what Jim Irsay talked about today, which we didn't have time to go over this week, so maybe that. But um, let's move along, Andrew. Games around the, around the league, just the NFL playoffs, uh, conference championship Sunday. Um, you and I, 50-50 on picks, all of them. Because we were identical throughout the week, we hit every exactly. pick. We hit every pick in one game and missed every pick in one game. Man, that first game was tough. I that ripped I my heart Packers, out. I thought the Packers were going to do it. Hey, I'll, I'll announce the score this time. So the Buccaneers go, go on the road and beat the Packers, thirty-one to twenty-six. Uh, Tom Brady going to his tenth Super Bowl, which is absurd. Uh, Hate him. Yeah, there was there was a lot to to think about about this game uh, especially the fourth down call by uh, Matt LaFleur to kick a field goal rather than try to go for the touchdown when you have the MVP and there's only comes. two minutes left in the game uh, so would you rather have a Andrew, you have a coach that takes the points Andrew or would you rather have that a, is very clearly that, that is very clearly a situation you should go for it you're especially when it appears oh, that yeah. your defense is starting to break down yeah they had one stop not too long ago I mean the defense was starting to fall apart and it was obvious that's insane you got Aaron Rodgers we don't have an Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers Andrew you got Aaron Rodgers who for some reason earlier in the game thought Devontae Adams was the only fucking receiver on their team um in, in the red zone but also, everybody talking about Aaron, if he would have run the ball on that third down play, he'd met he'd have been met by three to four, maybe five guys at the goal line. Would he have set up better better position for a fourth down go? Yes. I don't even think he makes it to the fourth down or to the goal line. I think he probably gets stuffed around the four or five yard yeah, line, to I be mean, honest with you. That whole close JPP's is quick. there. JPP's there. There's defensive backs coming. I mean, I yeah, I don't think he makes it to the end zone by any means, but he definitely would have set up a better position. Um 
excuse me, for um, a fourth down play. But yeah, that was heartbreaking. I hate Tom Brady. Everybody's like, oh, look, he said, he said, can I talk to my son? Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's what dads do. He's not a special person because he wanted to talk to his son after he won the a ridiculous football game. <sighs> Go yeah, ahead. it's it's gonna be tough. I mean, thankfully, thankfully we have a, a a good team from the AFC going there to challenge him. So, yeah, I don't want to see I don't want to see Brady win a Super Bowl with the second team like a good especially old at home. PS. Hey, let's start the uh, let's start the chatter about how unfair it is for Tampa Bay to be playing in Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. There's got to be contingencies to keep this from happening, Andrew. It's happened one time out of all these Super Bowls. We got to fucking make sure this doesn't go down. Eh, I think it was. Pre- I think it's actually pretty cool that they're I, home team. I, I, uh, I think it's cool too. I was. What was it last year? Yeah. I think I can't remember. Was it New Orleans last year? And I was super, super pulling. Or it Miami? Might maybe. Yeah, no, it was, it was Miami. In Miami. Yeah, because Mahomes so. won it. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, Chiefs beat the Bills. 38-24, Mahomes had a hell of a game. I mean, the, the Chiefs did not. They started a little slow, not as slow as they did in their playoff games last year. Um, but the Bills didn't stand a chance in this football game. The, the Chiefs were clicking on all cylinders. The Chiefs look real good, man. Um, and it kind of just shows you, I mean, we talk a lot about Patrick Mahomes and how great he is. But, man, he's got some damn good weapons around him. Like, I mean, Tyreek Hill is in incredibly fast Travis Kelsey is far and away the best tight end in the entire league um and, and Kansas City secondary too we never talk about the Kansas City defense their secondary is damn good I mean they were locking down stuff on Diggs barely had anything going uh Tyron Matthew was all over the place for the Chiefs so they've got a really complete team and, and they've done a great job of drafting uh and 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 re-signing their own going out and getting those difference makers in free agency um so it's uh, you got to talk. We got to talk about the Chiefs' defense more and just how complete of a team they are. So it's gonna be a good showdown. Yeah. Uh, first reaction to that was when the Bucks won. I was like, "Ooh, we're gonna have you know Tom Brady somehow maybe having a chance to shut the Bills down again, or you know this." Everybody calls him the goat. I don't. I I still don't agree with it. Andrew, I think, has changed his tune on that. But the goat of now, you know, versus the go to the future and Patrick Mahomes. I think that's, uh, you know, the old King versus the new King. I think Patrick Mahomes winning his second Super Bowl this year would be just astounding. Um, and really his third year, I mean, it's technically his fourth year, but he rode the bench his entire first year. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, just an absolute awesome setup. And I think we'll talk more about that, uh, in the week to come injuries, chiefs, offensive tackle, Eric Fisher, torn Achilles. That's not real good. Um, <laughs> that's for, a way to put it. <laughs> that's not real good for him or the chiefs. Um, pretty key player on that offensive line. So Eric Fisher is going to be out. Uh, it doesn't look like Mitchell Schwartz, their right tackle, is going to be able to play in the Super Bowl. They're already down their starting right guard who's been out all year because he's a doctor and he's been fighting COVID. The The Chiefs' offensive line is incredibly banged up. So it's, I mean, do you remember how bad it hurt the Colts when we had Costanzo and Braden Smith out for that game? Bad, bad. Uh, it's the, the, the Chiefs aren't, the Chiefs aren't, too hot on the offensive line right now. So that's definitely going to be a matchup to watch um, next week in the Super Bowl. Other news around the league. We already talked about Matt Stafford, obviously. Um, And Andrew, you know what? I think this is the last thing on Matt Stafford. Damn it. You mentioned, I don't think that that team is going to want to trade. You know, why would they want to trade away a franchise quarterback? I do think that this was initiated by Matt Stafford, and that team has enough respect for him as a player right. and person to to give him that. So I, I do right. think it was more about that. And I'm sure the Dan Campbell guy, absolute animal of a human being, um, you know, I, he, he's like, okay, like I can start out with it. You know, we'll, we're building. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, and and, and the thing about that too is, I mean, I wasn't expecting him to ask for a trade, uh, but I, I don't think we mentioned this just because Matthew Stafford asked for a trade and he, and as reports are saying, he really likes Indy and would prefer to come to Indy. That doesn't mean that's going to get done. No, the there's, we didn't talk about the other teams that are in the mix. I mean, the Patriots are calling the 49ers, um, the Chicago bears could 40, be calling yeah. Washington football team. There's, uh, there's up to, like we said, 10 teams have already talked to the Lions about this. There's going to be a lot of suitors and, and the, the 
the Detroit Lions are going to try to take the best deal they can get as well. So definitely not a guarantee he's an Indianapolis Colt. Correct. But I I mean, you and I both do know that quarterbacks of all positions in the league do have the most leverage um, in trade situations out of any other position because they can, stri- I mean, their agent can call the other team and say, hey, I'm just letting you know right now, my player does not want to play for you. So you're just picking mm-hmm. up a real bad attitude if you go ahead and finalize this trade. So um, it makes sense for the trading team, uh, the one trading him away to try to work with him. But um, moving on, the Lions are expected to expected to add former Chiefs and Browns GM John Dorsey as senior personnel executive per sources. Uh, As long as he's not, uh, you know, the one pulling the strings, I don't think he's a bad guy to have around. Uh, The reason I put this in here, Chris Ballard was with John Dorsey in Kansas City, and they're very, very close friends. Yep. So this, I, I don't see how this could, not help the Colts in there if they are indeed going hard after Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I agree. Um, sorry. ESPN's Chris Mortensen reports that the Texans head coaching hire is not expected to change Deshaun Watson's thinking. He's still expected to want out of Houston, no matter who the head coach is per sources. I believe we talked about this last week. This isn't like new news. Um, this is kind of trinkled around for the last couple weeks as all this has been going on. They finally said, okay, sorry, we'll uh, interview Eric Bieniemy." Um, he's like, no, 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 you, you missed the point. I wanted you to interview these people that I had interest in and you ignored that request. That's why he wants out. It isn't about who the coach is. It's not about who the GM is. It's about the fact that they told him, we we want you to be involved. We want to, we want you to be a part of this. And then they stiff him like that. That's what it's about. Right. So it was reported today that the Houston Texans coaching search is now down to just two names. David Culley, who is the assistant head coach for the Baltimore Ravens, and then Leslie Frazier, who is the defensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. So it lo- sounds like Eric Bieniemy is out of the running for that job in Houston, and it's down to those two. Also, it means that it sounds like Matt Eberflus is out of the running for that job as well. So Matt Eberflus very Great well news. could be coming back and staying as the defensive coordinator for the Colts. But you know what? Those are just reports knowing that this time next week, Matt Eberflus will end up being the Texans head coach or something stupid. So, well, nothing is guaranteed until there's an actual announcement. Uh, a lot of negative publicity uh, being thrown around at the Eagles for the Nick Sirianni hire. And I don't want to go into detail. But piss it's off. Death. Piss yeah, off. It's not warranted. Nick Sirianni is a great, this poor, yeah. great coach. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's so... It, we're not getting into it. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport is reporting that if Jared Goff is on the team in 2021 and is not traded, expect the Rams to hold an open QB competition in camp between him and John Wolford. I saw this one coming uh, three weeks ago away. Man, I mean, you know my thoughts on Jared Goff. I really think he's a good quarterback. I think he sure has some good. turnover issues. I think he has some turnover issues that he needs to needs to quiet down and get under control. But I really think Jared Goff can sling the pill. And and he didn't play too bad in the playoffs and, and from what I saw. So this is a little bit interesting for me. I think that the Rams would be making the wrong move if they go with John Wolford. But, hey, we'll have to see what happens. John Wolford's an animal. Um. Some news Andrew forgot to put in here. I do believe the NFL announced its greatest award uh, recipient this week for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Did they? They usually... I believe they announced it on a a commercial break. Or not a commercial break, but they announced, I believe, Travis Kelsey won. So, good for him. If I'm wrong, then we're going to laugh at me next week. But if I'm right... I'm a genius. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they announced it during the second game last week, during his game. <laughs> no, the, the, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award is definitely still open. Ah, shit. All right. <laughs> they, they'll announce it on Saturday night. I'm actually going to watch those awards this year. No, I'm not. I'm going to be in freaking Atlanta. I'm not going to be able to watch the awards. I'm gonna... Rip. Oh, being engaged is so sweet and wonderful sometimes. Um, Tight ends, Greg Olson and Jason Witten are retiring from the NFL. 
that's definitely true. Good for them. Um, both good quarter or quarterbacks, both great tight ends, <laughs> both fun to watch, both good guys. Uh, Jason Winton is a Walter Payton Man of the Year award winner. Um, there you go. Greg Olson definitely was nominated once or twice. Yeah, Greg Olson, hell of a career. Uh, I think he was he was with the Bears, the Panthers, the Seahawks, uh, and he's going to join the one of the Fox booths next year as a tv analyst and then we all saw what jason witt did on monday night football that we hope he doesn't come back as a hey he was never fired by espn that is true maybe he'll be sitting with booger uh you know doing something that fits his skill set a little better yeah jason witt one of the best tight ends of all time he's gonna retire or sign a one-day contract and retire as a cowboy good for good for those guys phil rivers is gonna go into the uh hall of fame as colt so People forget. People forget. All right. Uh, that's it, guys. We will talk to you next week. Uh, get you ready for the Super Bowl. Uh, between now and then, please go follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, and all the good things at the eh, GKD fan. That's at T H E E H D U C A T E D F A N. You know the rules. Um, go leave a subscribe and review on uh, Apple Podcasts as well. I know most of you listen on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate you. We appreciate everybody that listens. And until next week, go Colts. Go Colts. I fucking love football, and I love you guys. Here comes the. Here comes the. Here comes the. Y'all don't really want it like. So I keep it bills up in my heart on the dirty like blood so I-